0: Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamora and Raphael Tamura.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael.
2: And I'm Michael.
1: The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. I hope you're all enjoying a wonderful day today, wherever you may happen to be. I certainly am here in Roseville, California, in spite of some of the challenging recent weather conditions and smoke conditions here and bad air quality from all the wildfires. That's been a real interesting thing. Yet we all have days that don't go so well, right? Sometimes it just feels like we got out of bed on the wrong side and things start going south as soon as our feet hit the floor on other days we might have just started off on the wrong foot but within a short time we are right back on course then there are those days that may have started out fine but somehow went bad from there later so today we wanted to offer as our topic having a bad day laugh your way to heaven first having a bad day like having a bad hair day is for most of us not a laughing matter at all. I mean, what happens if you wake up in the morning and you realize that your hair looks like Rod Stewart's or Albert Einstein on their bad hair days, and that's after you spent an hour shampooing, blow-drying, and styling your hair in the morning? (laughs) Sorry, Rod and Albert. I'm sure Rod Stewart, who I absolutely adore his music spent quite a lot to have his hair styled that way but if my hair were like that it would definitely be a bad hair day for me i don't think it's even possible with the kind of hair i have anyway yes i'm making fun of my own bad hair days they must be like what our cats go through when they have an extra large hairball and they can't get it out (laughs) ew That's our subject for exploration today. No, not hairballs or bad hair days, but laughing your way to heaven first whenever you are dealing with the big challenges in life. After all, what kind of life experiences would qualify your day as particularly a bad day? You might think that your day has gone bad when what you were hoping for didn't come about, or when what you were counting on suddenly fell through. Hey, everyone has these days. It could be that someone you care about fell deeply ill or was in some kind of accident or injured. Or it may be that you went from having a normal morning or even a wonderful one until you turned on the news and learned that there is yet another mass shooting, which seems like a daily basis thing these days, or a war broke out or the economy was plummeting, And so forth. Have you ever had those days when something goes wrong for you and then as you're trying to correct the situation or solve the problem, something else falls through? It's kind of like having an armload of stuff and you keep dropping it, right? There are those days that it seems nothing could possibly go your way, aren't there? During those times, if you could only step aside from all of that and from a completely neutral vantage point, Look at everything that was happening. You might actually think it's funny. After all, how can everything you touch turn into mud one thing after another? Maybe you have the reverse of the Midas touch. If you've ever been in such situations, how did you eventually pop out of it? How long did it take for things to turn upward for you? In our show last week, we addressed the ups and downs for living life here on the planet. Not one of us can escape that because we are living and experiencing life in a divided world of dichotomies. We addressed needing to find your neutrality in relationship to whatever you were experiencing. If you were to restore yourself to who you truly are and not let yourself become the effect of what you are experiencing. In a very real sense, even if someone was mercilessly insulting you, you still have the choice to react to it in anger or humiliation, or create an imaginative new response to it in enjoyment and amusement. Sometimes agreeing with someone's insult just stops them in their tracks, (laughs) you're right. Even if someone were trying to do something hurtful to you, you can practice a kind of psychic Aikido and turn everything around for the better, toward healing for everyone involved. Rather than isolating yourself in fear and resistance, you need to open yourself to the limitlessness and creativity of life itself, regardless of the circumstances, and express that joy of life within you. It involves learning to not make the apparent conditions of the world the boss of you. Remember that all conditions are just that, conditions, and all conditions change. Conditions are just external forms that energy becomes, depending on, yep, conditions. The element we tag H2O becomes ice when the surrounding temperature falls below 32 degrees Fahrenheit under normal pressure and it becomes water when it goes above that temperature and it also transforms into steam at 212 degrees Fahrenheit. In different conditions, the one element occupies different forms or appearances. This is what happens to all energies, including our thoughts and emotions and soul creative energies. In fact, All our thoughts and emotions are different forms of energy, aren't they? When the conditions in our lives change, we feel different emotions and have different kinds of thoughts. In turn, our emotions and thoughts bring about different conditions. Have you ever noticed that when you are feeling angry, you tend to have certain kinds of thoughts, whereas when you're feeling happy, you think entirely differently? That also happens in reverse. When you don't have certain thoughts, you tend to feel certain emotions. So, doesn't it make sense that if you change your own energy level, that you change pretty much everything in your experience of life? By laughing your way to heaven, we mean that if you can get yourself into at least some degree of amusement, you get yourself a lot closer to heaven or to the energy vibration of spirit and limitlessness. If you are vibrating at a lower frequency than the vibration of amusement, your consciousness is headed in the other direction, lower rather than higher, more divided, less whole. If you hope to have any kind of healing in your life, any kind of success, any kind of happiness, you need to first raise your vibration enough to accommodate them. If you observe yourself, you'll discover that Whenever you are happily laughing, most things don't affect you negatively, or at the very least, not so negatively. It's when you stop laughing that something could bring you further downward. Once you realize that, what purpose would it serve you to continue to be angry or sad, or feel sorry for yourself in some way when you seek to find a solution to a problem or answer to an important question? Or make a life-changing choice. You know everything and anything you do next will be better if you are happier laughing first. To do otherwise would be unproductive and delay your fulfillment.
2: You know, I laughed when someone first told me that a certain person always shoots first and asks questions later. (laughs) I've known a few people just like that. (laughs)
1: Or maybe some of the three-letter government organizations are like that
2: too. (laughs) Yeah, that got me thinking about that phrase, shoot first and then ask. I learned early in my life that it never pays to create anything, do anything, start anything from a low-energy state of mind. Intuitively, I knew that creating from whatever energy perpetuated that same energy and that whatever I created or did would be based in that same energy. I've had plenty of firsthand experiences in my life and witnessed innumerable times in other people's lives. When someone does something in anger, it perpetuates that anger and the destructivity of anger follows them. However, When that same person popped themselves out of anger and or whatever other state they were in to a much higher vibration, like laughter or kindness, whatever they did started to work out. I've talked about the common Japanese saying, the crow that just cried now laughs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That, That was said to me many, many times as I was growing up because I learned many things from those experiences. One of of those lessons was why adults tended to see me that way. Why was it so strange to them, or at least unusual to them, that I could suddenly start laughing when just a moment ago I was really angry or, or sad? It took me a long time to understand that many people find that hard to do. If they really were angry, they'd stay angry for a long time and didn't want to be laughing. If they were crying in grief about the loss of something or someone, they didn't seem to be want to be bothered about changing the state they were in at least for quite a while. Meanwhile, most of the time I wanted to have the more joyful, the happier the more fun experience rather than stay in the doldrums in some way. In a sense, any excuse or reason or choice that allowed me to be happier was fine by me.
1: Still the same.
2: <laughs> yeah, and some of myself, you know, I, I never grew up. <laughs> that was part of the basis of me learning later on in life that I always had the choice to be happy, or laugh, or continue to be mad, or sad, or whatever I was feeling that was not productive or enjoyable. Once I started deliberately practicing getting myself into amusement, especially when I was facing big challenges or serious situations, I learned more and more that I found more space more freedom to make better and more effective decisions about whatever I was having difficulty dealing with. When I started to observe this showing up in every facet of life in this world, both in mine and in everyone else's, one obvious example was in classrooms and on the athletic fields of practice and play. When I was growing up, I've experienced both teachers and coaches that were strictly military-like disciplinarians barking out commands and trying to teach or coach by control, even intimidation. I've also experienced teachers and coaches who are strict but compassionate, who clearly were first and foremost interested in the well-being and development of the student or the athlete. The former type never had much humor and rarely, if ever, laughed, especially around the students or athletes. The latter type, however, were almost always quite funny and not only laughed more but made others laugh with them. Hands down, Those students and athletes being guided by the latter type of teachers and coaches outperformed their counterparts by significant margins. That was even true amongst the same students or players under both types of tutelage. Even those students and players with the laughless mentors (laughs) who succeeded in their respective endeavors did so by working hard to avoid any kind of punishment or humiliation while those students and athletes under the guidance of the more amused and compassionate leaders succeeded from the love of what they were learning and doing and of those who were guiding Guiding uh, all of them. Amusement is important since it's the very first level of energy where healing could begin. It's the most basic or lowest level of happiness. But it doesn't take an excessive amount of amusement. Even a little will take you a good distance toward learning and healing and awakening. What we need to do to transform what we might experience as a bad day into not just a slightly better one, but into a wonderful day and get going toward true healing is first get ourselves into amusement in relationship to what we're experiencing. You might easily text LOL (laughs) to your friend when you're laughing out loud about something, but what What if you're in the midst of experiencing a VSF, as in very sad face, Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of day?
1: (laughs) Is that a thing? (laughs) VSF? Yeah, VSF. I just learned it (laughs) uh, the other day.
2: (laughs) That's when you need to (laughs) L-O-D. That's my own. Laugh out. Loud. Oh, laugh on demand. (laughs) 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 So laugh on demand, however, isn't fake. You know, it's not fake it till you make it type of laughing. Although that may work at times for some people, it's genuinely being amused and laughing is laugh on demand. So the question is, How do you get yourself from being sad, angry, guilty, afraid, jealous, frustrated, or grief-stricken to being even slightly amused? That's the challenge for most of us, but it's completely doable. Remember, everything in your life begins with a decision you make. Shifting your state of being from being some kind of unproductive or unhealthy emotional state into a much higher and healthier state of being begins with a new decision you make for yourself. Would you like to stay feeling stuck in the state you're in, or would you like to change your state state of being and experiencing something much more to your liking and enjoyment? I'm pretty sure you'd like to make the shift. So you make a new decision in the present moment.
1: Well, we're coming upon our first break already. So we wanted to remind you that we have a wonderful, wonderful event this weekend that anyone can sign up for. You can sign up for our powerful and illuminating remote for Zoom class, plus a bonus gift Q&A weekend event happening this Saturday September 17th and Sunday, September 18th. And this is 2022 in case you are listening later. And if you're listening later, you can always pick these up um, by their recordings. The title for this weekend is as follows. Psychic Tools for Living Your Creative Soul Life Now. The two-hour Zoom classes on Saturday are titled as follows. The morning class is Acceptance and Change. Psychic Tools for Creating Healing in Relationships. with afternoon class is You're Never Too Late. Psychic Tools for Creating a Fresh Start. And then the Zoom classes on Sunday will be the morning class, Pulling Miracles Out of Thin Air. Psychic Tools for Creating a New Solution. And the afternoon class is Seeing Where You're Going. Psychic Tools for Creating Your Next Step. Plus, if you take any class or classes during the weekend event, you can join us for our fun and profound bonus post-class Zoom Q&A talk story and social on Sunday following the last Zoom class. For the flyer and write-up and with details and all the details, I mean, or to sign up, go to the September calendar section of our website, michaeltomora.com. Or call our office at 530-926-2650, weekdays during business hour specific time, and our wonderful assistant, Debbie, will be glad to help you. When we return, we'll continue with having a bad day, laugh your way to heaven first. We'll be right back. <music>
0: one of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about you are the answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamura, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at amazon.com.
2: Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamora.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter
0: it's your world motivate change succeed voiceamericaempowerment.com you are listening to living the miracle michael and raphael would love to hear from you Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to our show today. We've titled, Having a Bad Day, Laugh Your Way to Heaven First. Hopefully, laughing is always fun for you, even on a bad day. Because, well, if you can't laugh first, you're not going to turn your bad day into better one, are you? So let's delve further into how you can do that by laughing first.
2: Yes, and you know, laughing first to uh, on your way to heaven is great, but. You have to bring back the laughter from heaven (laughs) back to earth. And the title doesn't mean you have to die in order to laugh. No, no, no. (laughs) Well, you know, before the break, I was talking about the importance of making a decision and and that pretty much everything in your life begins with a decision that you make, right? So so then uh, I was mentioning that you know the this first decision is okay what kind of a state are you in well most of the times when you're considering oh i'm having a bad day kind of a thing you're you're feeling kind of stuck right you're stuck in. i, I don't want to be stay, stuck here so okay let's make a new decision in the present moment if you do not wish to stay stuck in that bad day mode what do you do what decision would you like to make And a lot of times people find that that they're resisting being in the space they're in but they're not making a decision about the new space right here right now that they'd like to be in instead of being in the bad hair day, <laughs> continuing to be in the bad hair day, right? So the next question might be, what kind of decision do you make that will help you make that shift? Aha, here's the secret. And that's the decision you, has, you have to make has to be in the present, right here, right now. The decision can't be in the future format as in, I want to get into amusement or I want to get happier. Now That's in the future. You're, you're going, I want to get there, but I'm not in the present. Ah, that's what most people decide unwittingly when they're wanting to be happier than they are experiencing. Why wouldn't making a decision like that work? because you're keeping yourself stuck in the past. The emotional the emotional state you assume you're experiencing right now that you wish to get out of isn't in the present. It's already in the past. It's what you were experiencing until just before this very moment. Ah. you know you're experiencing... You're having a bad day today just until just a split second before right now, right? Yeah, right now is when you have the opportunity to change that, to to switch into the present. Okay, even though I've been having a bad day for 17 years now. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: more like a bad life.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's only been up to just a moment ago, but right now, oh, the present, okay? If you truly experienced this moment in the present, you'll realize you're no longer in that emotional experience that you've experienced until this very moment, up to this moment. That's what most people have a hard time realizing because in their mind, it seems the same and that the experience from a moment ago is still continuing for them now. Well, that's because they haven't made a new decision to be in a different state and a new experience for themselves. So as long as you're trying to deal with your past, even the past of just a half a second ago. You create a new decision based on the future because you believe that the past is the present and you wish to get out of the present and the only way to do that is to create a different future for yourself. (laughs) We're doing a bit of time traveling, right? (laughs) Yet if you realize that What you were feeling that you'd like to change was the past up to just a moment ago, still the past, it's a moment ago, before this present moment, right here, right now, right here, right now, right here, right now. Oh, that's the present, just that, right here. What I said before, that's the past. You can then make a new decision in this present moment, right here, right now, that you are happy that you are amused about what you went through just a moment until a moment ago. woo <laughs> It took me years to realize exactly what I always intuitively did from the time I was a child to shift from that one state of being to another so quickly that made others suspect that I wasn't really experiencing the earlier state as it appeared I was. Huh, they thought I was faking it. That was the only way they can think that I could be laughing now when just a moment ago, up to a moment ago, you know, The crow was crying like a banshee, (laughs) It's now laughing like a hyena, right? (laughs) Okay, that's not supposed to happen if I was really experiencing hurt or anger or whatever. In fact, I've even had times when I was really experiencing being quite sick, and suddenly I was laughing and not ill. I've even had a couple times when I was injured just until a moment ago, until I made the decision, oh, wait a minute, do I wanna stay here? No, and that injury completely healed in front of my very eyes. Each time miracles like that happened for me, it started with me making a new decision in the present about something until a moment ago I was crying or complaining about, or suffering from. Right here and now, I decide that I am amused. I'm choosing happiness instead of choosing to continue being unhappy. Now, what was I being unhappy about before? Aha! (laughs) That question has often helped me make my new decision because it allowed me to see that I was mistakenly seeing the situation or condition or person in the wrong light, if you will. In truth, there's never a a wrong light, just darkness or ignorance or unawareness of the truth. When I look deeper into what was bothering me in some way, sooner or later, I would discover the truth. And seeing the situation or condition or person in the light of truth, ah, then I had no trouble dropping the lie or illusion, like a hot potato. And making a brand new decision that I was indeed amused and laughing about my faux pas or incorrect perception of reality. At the grocery stores, it used to be paper or plastic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For me, it's always been suffering or joy. (laughs) (laughs) Do I continue suffering or choose joy in the present moment no matter what was going on before well obviously before i was suffering in some way if you're unhappy if you're complaining if you're you know upset about something you're suffering so suffering or joy would you like to continue suffering or choose joy in this present moment sometimes it takes me a while to make that new decision but with practice the delay has gotten shorter and shorter and of course
1: we're using some of our personal examples and it's always fun after you listen to these shows if you can think about some of your own personal examples of how you were able to um, as they say pull your pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get moving on and Uh, states of non-amusement are not fun, especially the ones like anger or hurt or betrayal and things like that. But one of the things I have found, uh, I grew up in a family of intellectuals, and one of the things that we all have finally developed is a sense of irony, you know, things that uh, we're looking at it, and and yet there's a funny side to it. And um, one of the times that that came in handy for instance, was a long, long time ago in faraway galaxy. <laughs> Before I was with Michael, and we've been together 36 years now. Oh my God! Um, <laughs> I was living with someone, <clears throat> and I woke up one morning and I told this person, "We're going to get kicked out of this apartment." It was actually uh, the lower floor of a house, and he went, "Oh no, 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 that's not going to happen." And I says, "Yes, it is. I just." Feel it. I feel like something's happening with the landlord and he wants to move his family in here or something like that. And he ignored me. He just said, no, nah, you're you're crazy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably two weeks later, we got the notice and I went to go talk to the landlord. And sure enough, he had family coming from Poland and he wanted to move them into our unit. And even though that's not a very amusing situation because moving is always a big job, right? I got a little sense of my irony there of <laughs> not being listened to and and actually having the correct information. So one of the things that you're going to find out as you develop your, your sense of amusement is your intuition also goes up pretty high. Intuition is great because... It's like that higher part of you is able to look around the corner where you, as a physical being, can't see what's happening. So you get that highly intuitive uh, sense of things and also warnings about changes coming. And uh, I learned to laugh because that stuff happened before I got my psychic training That sort of thing happened all the time. I would say, look, this is going to happen. I told one woman, for instance, this was after my training. She was, her relationship situation was pretty bad. And I warned her, if you continue like this, you're going to end up in New Jersey, uh, living with that guy and he's going to isolate you and, and you're going to be poor for the rest of your life. And I'm so sorry. I actually said that to her because that is exactly what happened to her. And I cared very much for this person. So it wasn't a completely amusing situation, but when we look at the idea that sometimes, Other people will intuit things about us that we can't see, and we don't listen. You have to be amused when it turns out exactly as somebody warns you, and it's a lesson. And maybe next time when somebody does that, you can have a little amusement. Okay, I better take a look at this and um, make your decisions, not based on what other people are telling you, but what your own inner intuition is telling you.
2: Yeah, it's, you know... Like Raphael said, when you're in amusement, you tap into your intuition much more easily. Oh, aha, that's the heaven part, right? Because what is tapping into your intuition? You're tapping into your higher knowingness, right? You're tapping into spirit, heaven, if you will. Heaven is kind of a metaphor for spirit, isn't it? Which really means you're tapping into the unlimited. You're tapping into the undivided and unconditional. Oh, pure. So the moment you get into yourself into a little amusement, you laugh a little, you're closer to heaven. And the more you laugh, the closer you get to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> right? And that's why you laugh when you're having such a good time. When you feel great and you're happy, that's essentially what laughter is an expression of, isn't it? Inner happiness. And, and when you're so happy, you can't contain your laughter. But the f- flip side of that is, okay, how do you start laughing? It's, it's easy to laugh when you, you just somehow, accidentally or on purpose, you, you tap into that inner spirit of yours. And you just go, wow, I I can't contain my laughter. It's just I have to laugh. I I can't stop it. It's just coming out. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And that's why when, when somebody does something or says something that's so funny to you, and, and let's say it's in a serious you know situation, you're in the library, or you're, you're you're in the classroom, everybody's taking an exam and you have to contain your laughter. <laughs> and you can't do it if it's really. If you're really happy, you can't contain it. Ah, so that's not a problem once you're already there. But how do you get yourself there? Oh, did you notice? That you can't laugh if you're holding on to something. And the only thing you can hold on to within yourself is the past. So.
1: Oh, our second break is coming right up. Michael will finish his thought (laughs) after the break. We wanted to remind you that Michael's award-winning book You Are the Answer makes a wonderful gift for anyone searching for answers about their true purpose for being here. It's available from Amazon, or if you'd like to purchase a copy signed for you by Michael, just call our office. Also, for many of you who would like to go further on your spiritual path, self-healing and or psychic development, we have all kinds of audio classes, courses, all-day seminars and retreats available to purchase and download. You can find many of the titles and descriptions by clicking on the Download Audio tab in the Events section of MichaelTamora.com or by calling our office at 530-926-2650. We'll return in just a couple of minutes to having a bad day. Laugh your way to heaven first. We'll be right back.
0: are listening to living the miracle michael and raphael would love to hear from you reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141 again that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to living the miracle radio at gmail.com now back to living the miracle
1: Wonderful to have you back. We've been exploring what's actually happening (laughs) when you're having a bad day, why it's necessary for you to laugh your way to heaven first, if you hope to change it for the better, and how you can learn to do that. So let's see how else you can bring in more laughter into your life and transform a bad day into a wonderful one.
2: Before the break, I was talking about, you know, laughter being getting you closer to heaven, basically because your vibration starts to come up when you're laughing, when you're happy, when you're in amusement. Amusement is kind of the lowest level, the starting point of when you can start to change. Oh, because up to amusement, guess what? You're not gonna be able to change because you're still stuck in the past. Uh, If you're angry, you know, are you ever angry, angry in the present moment? No, because you're angry about something that already happened. That's the past. And you carry your anger forward. Are you ever really sad in the present moment? No, you're only ever sad about something that's already passed. I mean, it could have been, it could have just happened. You just got the news, you know, a second ago. So by the time you're actually sad, it's not when it happened, it's a little bit after that. And then you're being sad. Oh, yes, we all go through that. You know, it's it's hard to switch right at that moment. But when when do we switch? Oh, we we switch. When we become aware that we have a choice, when we're first confronted with, with, you know, very sad news, we have a reaction, right? It's just human. We have a reaction. We get, oh, no, this is sad. Oh, and we might be crying or whatever. It's just we're very sad. We're, We're in shock. It's like, I didn't expect this. So it takes a little while for us to catch up to ourselves in the present of, oh, I've been sad a long, you know, a while. Do I want to continue to be sad? Hmm. Oh, I have a choice. I don't, I have to make a choice to, to switch from being sad to some other state of being. Huh. We're all Spirit. Beingness, right? That's the fundamental aspect of who we are. We are being. So we could be this, that, or the other. We have a choice in what we can be and what and how we are. Oh, that takes a while. To, for that awareness to dawn on us when we're in this total emotional reaction. So if we're proactive and remind ourselves, make it a practice. Oh, yeah, I have a choice. Do I want to stay in the past? Do I want to stay in regret? Do I want to stay in grief? Do I want to stay in anger? Or will I like to make a new decision in the present? Ah. <sighs> You know, before I start dropping dead <laughs> <laughs> so many times. So many times, <laughs> I I had near-death experiences. You know, the, the real near-death experiences, you don't drop dead, you're facing a very good chance that you're not gonna make it, right? So I've had quite a few of those in my life, earlier part of my life. And the thing is, every time. One time I was diving and, uh, you know, scuba diving, and I was about 70 feet under uh, and, and in a very, very far out place uh, in the ocean. And um, so you have to you, you wear these buoyancy compensating vests that way back, you know, <laughs> at my age, we used to have to take the regulator out of my our mouth and and stick the tube connected to the buoyancy vest, uh, into your mouth and then blow in it <laughs> underwater, 70 feet underwater. Yeah. I'm blowing air into my vest and it takes about a uh, couple, three breaths to, to fill it up enough to compensate for the buoyancy. You know, the further down you go, there's more pressure and you, you start to be like a heavy rock. You keep on going straight down to the abyss if. If you don't compensate, where you're going to be floating down there. So I wanted to stay at about a 70-foot depth, especially because, you know, this – I was still a beginner at that point. Just been certified uh, a little while before then. And um, so then uh, I do everything by the book, and I blow into my BC, buoyancy compensator, and get it to – where it's enough air in it to float me without going further up because I wanted to stay at the 70-feet area. So it's not floating me upwards, neither is it sinking me down. Huh, my buoyancy was just right. Okay, so I thought, oh, hey, I did it right. And then it came time to put my regulator back in my mouth so I could start breathing again. And gotta remember, I breathed out everything I had in my lungs into the BC to blow it up. So I needed to breathe fairly soon. <laughs> and when I tried to stick the uh, the mouthpiece into my mouth again, I didn't realize I was hyperthermic, Hypothermic, so cold, I was numb, and. I'm not functioning, my, but my body's not functioning correctly. I can't open my mouth. My teeth were clenched, and I'm going, okay, I've got to open my mouth to put my you know regulator back in my mouth so I could breathe. It's not opening. I'm, I'm trying to jam my regulator in my mouth. My teeth are in the way. I can't get it in there. Uh-oh. And, of course, that moment was you know, a panic, like, Oh my God, I look up instantly. My reaction is to look up and I'm going, if I ditch my equipment and the weight belt and everything and shoot up, I'm not going to make it because you get the bends, you know, it's, it's not a fun thing. <laughs> and probably by myself out there, I'm not going to make it period. So at that moment, I everything stopped time stopped everything turned completely white and i'm all of a sudden i'm just like okay i have to deal with it right here right now there's no one else i just have to deal with it and once i made that new decision i wasn't in amusement at that point <laughs> <laughs> far from it but i got calm and I found I can think like step-by-step. And my first question I asked myself was, okay, now that I made the decision, I have to do something. What do I do now? Oh, I was totally not stuck in the past anymore. I'm dealing with, okay, there's this situation right now I'm in. And I need to do whatever the right thing to do is to to deal with it. And instantly, I start to have a step-by-step knowing, okay, the regulator has what's called a purge valve. It's a button, and if you push the button, it just blows compressed air. You know, the tank is – the air is under pressure, so when you push that button – it blows that pressurized air. Ah. So then I I put the regulator as close to my clenched teeth as possible and I blasted air into my mouth. Oh, a little water and everything will get in because it's, it's I'm not grabbing it with my mouth. But I can deal with it a little bit. Ah, I had a couple of gulps of air I could breathe in. And that bought me time. I knew it wasn't going to be a long time, just on a very scarce amount of little air I got in there. But enough where, oh, I could massage my mouth and everything, and I, I now my teeth were separated. I can jam the whole regulator in my mouth. <laughs> then I had a second problem. <laughs> I couldn't. Seal my lips around the rubber regulator (laughs) so water would just flood in if I try to breathe through my mouth. Okay, what do I do? I had neoprene gloves on down there. It's cold. And so I stuck my fingers between uh, on either side of my uh, regulator and my mouth to seal the open parts where I couldn't. And form a tight seal around my regulator, ah, because the neoprene was little has you know sponginess. It filled in the gap. Now I can suck in with my mouth on the regulator and actually breathe. <laughs> when all that was happening, I was not. I was in the total present moment that got me into uh, into heaven. Uh, I was in spirit. There was no time or space. It was just, I just did what I needed to do. That intuition. Yeah, and intuition. Everything was intuition. There was no intellectual uh, analyzing of anything. It was just, I knew this is what I need to do. I knew. And some of those things, if you thought about it, it's kind of ridiculous. But everything worked. And... So then I was able to breathe and get my way up to the surface again. And, and survive. And survive. <laughs> and, and, and once I survived, I was uh, realized I used up all my air. And I'm way out from shore. So I have to – see, normally you'd, you'd swim underwater breathing the, the tank air, uh, it's a lot much less resistance, and and it's easier and faster to get back that way. But no, I had to swim on top with all my gear <laughs> against the tide going out, and the wind had come up. And there was a kelp field too, wasn't there? Yeah, there was all kinds of uh, you know obstacles. <laughs> By that point, I was in great amusement because finally, out of nowhere my diving buddy you're not supposed to go out on the to the ocean scuba diving by yourself right i I wasn't dumb i i had a very experienced buddy since i wasn't that experienced well guess what he was nowhere to be seen (laughs) until after i got over the first part of the, the you know problem and of course what did he do he came he grabbed me by the shoulder looking terrified and and screaming at me saying what's happened what's happened you're bleeding all over the place <laughs> well i had a nosebleed in the ocean with the seawater is the same obso- osmotic pressure as as blood right and so so it just bleeds all over just a little nosebleed. Nice imagery. But it was it was <laughs> it was not the first thing I wanted to hear. No reassurance.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we're at the end of our show for today. That's a great story, Michael. Um, I think the way I might have ended that was that didn't go well. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's a phrase that's used a lot in shows because you know when a situation is so bad. Uh, let's say an interaction of any kind with someone or whatnot um, that didn't go well is a good way to start to get into amusement about it and of course Michael learned a lot of lessons about safety and so on (laughs) (laughs) when he went through that so all in all uh, thankfully he didn't die but um, all in all an experience like that can um, you know help you find more amusement in the end. So anyway, we uh, appreciate each and every one of you joining us for our show today. We're grateful that we could spend this time with you each week so we can all wake up more to live the miracle of our soul life here on Earth. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for our next episode, Why It Takes Courage to Heal Yourself. Healing yourself necessarily means going through big changes. That in turn means you have to step out of the tried and true and into the yet unknown. Tune in and find out more about why healing yourself takes courage and how you can find courage within you. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, and we hope to see you this weekend for our seminar week. See you next week.
0: We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on earth.